Hello, everyone. It is time for me to introduce you to the new political show here on kpcradio.com. Bell's 2020, a show with a 2020 vision of the 2020 election. I am your host, Janelle Barjona. Today, we are going to be feeling the burn. Whatever way then, whatever better way to start the show with representatives for the Bernie Sanders campaign, who is the current frontrunner for the Democratic Party. We have two very amazing women who represent the Feel the Burn Club right here in the San Fernando Valley, the President, Michelle Verne, and the Vice President, Betty Dumas-Toto. First of all, congrats with leading the way into Super Tuesday and a huge win on Saturday in Nevada. Yes. <laughs> Can you Thank just, you. Yeah, of course. Can you just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourselves and the club, anything you want us to know? Yeah, um, my name is Michelle Verne. I'm the president of Field of Burn San Fernando Valley Democratic Club and um, also running for L.A. County Central Committee um, in AD 45. And um, yeah. I guess that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's not it. I'll tell you, this woman is an awesome organizer, so that's absolutely not it. She's being way too too modest in that. Um, I call her my oracle of Bernie because whenever I'm flying at like light speeds and organizing, I have you know I have to turn. I'm like, what did Bernie do? Or she could say, do you know what Bernie did? And I'm like, can you give me this st stat on Bernie? Can you give me that? And she's like always there to deliver. She's the oracle of Bernie for me. But um, I just want to let you know that um, just a so slight disclaimer. I'm sorry. Sorry for interrupting um, with my hand wave. Um, uh, that uh, we not we are not representatives of the Bernie um, official campaign. We are from the grassroots. We are grassroots volunteers, just like millions and millions of people are out there in this movement. We are grassroots volunteers. We do this because we know that Bernie's platform will be uh, for the betterment of the 99% here in America. But again, my name is Betty Dumas Toto, and I am the vice president of Feel the Burn San Fernando Valley. Uh, I am also on sabbatical from uh, Americans for Democratic Action and Healthcare for All California so that I can organize for uh, Bernie Sanders through this election season. Um, and yeah, thanks. All right, let's get started. How is the Bernie campaign feeling going into Super Tuesday, especially when Biden was favored to be the front runner? Um, after this Nevada win, excellent. Um, I'm uh, hopeful that we're going to take all the Super Tuesday states. Um, California and Texas are looking really good right now. Um, I've personally been knocking on doors and, and got a lot of great response, so I'm excited. Let's just put it this way. <laughs> Um, I think that everybody is surprised except for the grassroots movement. Um, we know that um, with the power of the people, we are able to uh, bring this candidacy and the presidency for Bernie because we all believe in his platform. Um, so while the pundits are uh, tripping over their tongues uh, because they just can't uh, uh, figure figure this, just figure this. This is not politics as usual. This is not the money being poured in. This is grassroots. Roots. This is the people getting behind Bernie, and this is the movement of Bernie. This is a absolute movement that Bernie, as a as 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 him, uh, as our uh, I guess figurehead, or, um, is um, has created, and have we taken it like a ball and just running with it? Yes, um, it's not about Bernie; it's about all of us, not me, us. Mm. 
One of, Ber <clears throat> one of Bernie's most controversial policy is Medi-Cal for All. A lot of people are having trouble understanding what Medi-Cal for All is and the benefits. Can you describe to us some of the benefits of Medi-Cal for All? And why is it the best? Why is Medi-Cal for All best for the country? Um, it's Medicare for all. Um, I like to think of it as health care for all. Um, health care is a human right, not a privilege. Um, Fifty other uh, nations have health care for all. Um, I can share with you a personal story, um, which is very, very shocking. I actually work with, for United Healthcare. Uh, the CEO of my company made $85 million last year. Um, I pay $4,000 annual premium for me and my husband. And since wages, wages have remained stagnant for the past 10 years, uh, I cannot afford health care for my kids, so they're, they qualify for Medi-Cal. Um, so um, not only are the people, the taxpayers, subsidizing care for um, Walmart employees, um, other employees, uh, Amazon employees, they're also actually subsidizing care for the actual health care worker. Um, that's something that I, I put out there a lot and, and don't really care if everybody knows. So um, that's a, it's, it's very heartbreaking. Um, the uh, country's policies, um, what we're living on now is not working for the 99% of us. Um, uh, the uh, top 1% of the country that make all the money um, make more money than half of the rest of the country, and it, it just it can't happen anymore. Um, Medicare for all can work and will work, um, and um, those who say it won't, uh, I believe, are just pretty much scared of losing what they have personally. Um, well, I you know, my first um, advocacy is Medicare for All. I'm a Medicare for All activist and advocate, um, and I do um, advocate uh, to move that forward on a state level or on a federal level, whichever we, however we can do it, to spread it to the nation and the nation um, have health care as a human right, because health care is a right. It's a human right. Everyone should be able to get care um, when they need it. and. Um, and uh, seek it uh, fairly and comprehensively. And um, that is one of the main things, main reasons why I support Bernie Sanders is because I know that he will get it done. And uh, it is important to the health of our nation um, that we all have the access to uh, medical care when we need it. Let me explain a little bit about Medicare, Medicare for All and the plan. It is not socialized medicine in the sense of the UK. The UK, um, the government owns and pays uh, uh, hospitals and pays for um, the practitioners. Medicare for All actually is more uh, democratic in the way. Um, it is fully funded by the government, but it is not um, it is not owned by the government. It's private. Your doctors remain private. Your hospitals remain private. Your clinicians stay private. They have their own private practices. Um, and so that is important to understand, that you will have the choice. When other people talk about choice, when other candidates talk about choice, um, free to choose whatever you want, they're talking about health insurance companies. Nobody wants—nobody really cares about a health insurance company. Health insurance companies are there for one thing, to make a profit and to do to um, block you from care um, that is it they they make profits by not getting you the care that you need 
Um, so therefore, Medicare for All will will include the 99% of us that need it, um, that um, you know cannot afford it, and um, and and remain ill and with chronic illnesses, um, not getting the care that they need. Um, on another note, also they as an employee of a healthcare insurance company, they often ask, well, what what will all the employees do? And um, I would like to say they they can either work for Medicare for All and provide and help providing quality care instead of um, working on administrative paperwork like denying claims. Um, <laughs> also, um, sure. when you go to the doctor, um, they have a wait time of that they can only see you for 15 minutes and they have to move on to the next patient. Um, every single time I go to the doctor, I feel like I'm treated like a number. Usually the person behind the desk is making phone calls of how they're going to get something authorized and and how they're going to get referrals and no time is spent uh, with the patient at all. Um, Medicare for All would cut out authorizations, referrals, um, having the doctor to deal with 15 million different claims insurance companies on 15 million different plans, um, and that would that would let the uh, provider spend more quality time with their patient, um, um, and we'll be okay. <laughs> the employees will be fine. According to TheBalance.com, the national debt is over $23 trillion. The New York Times reported that the cost of Medi-Cal will add additional $773 billion a year to the national debt. The money has to come from somewhere, and people are concerned their taxes will be increased. How is Bernie expecting to cover the costs of Medi-Cal for all? What do you say to the voters who are concerned with the increase of their taxes? Okay, so first I'll, I'll just say that it's Medicare for all, not Medi-Cal. Medi-Cal and Medicare are two different um, funding mechanisms. Medicare, sorry. So I uh, just, um, and it's there is a huge difference there, so that's why I want to make it clear. Um, okay, um, I want to, everybody has, you know, it's hard to fight against this, my taxes are going to go up. It's hard, hard to explain to people, well, my taxes are going to go up. But if they really took a look at their paycheck and they saw how much was being taken out of their paycheck um, for their health care benefits um, or how much uh, uh, negotiation has to be put in just for health care benefits by unions when they could actually be possibly um, uh, negotiating for affordable housing and for actual raises, um, everything is being put into organizing and to negotiate for health care, even in privatized business. Le everybody, less and less every year, everybody's having to get take less and less um, uh, coverage and paying more and more. And you will be paying, you pay already a hidden tax, a hidden tax that's in your paycheck. Every, every time, take a look at your paycheck and see there that you are getting taxed. It's just to an, a private insurance company instead of actually um, into a fund that can bring uh, your health insurance, your health care comprehensively to you for no money, no out-of-pocket co costs. You won't pay any deductibles. You won't pay any co-pays, and it will be expanded to include um, your dental and your vision, which no, a lot of people don't get that. And as far as I know, uh, my eyes and my teeth are part of my body, and they're part of my health. So <laughs> it's like how they uh, pick that apart and say, you need an insurance policy for dental and you need an insurance policy for, for eyes and then you have the full body and then mental um, we are all one whole human being and we should be covered like that as, as a human right and um, 
the taxes, okay, over the, what Bernie has said is 4% over $29,000 per household. If you do the math on that, that is extremely low. So if you make twenty nine thousand dollars, you pay nothing, zero. If you pay, if you make anything above twenty nine thousand, it's four percent of that. If you really talk about that, you pay you you what pay four thousand dollars, and yeah. that is mm -hmm. just four thousand dollars out of her pocket, out of Michelle's po pocket. That doesn't say what her company puts into that too, because it's a group plan and they pay part of her benefits. So she most likely pays about probably. That's probably half. Those eight thousand dollars. That's eight thousand dollars for her um, uh, uh, per year. Um, it's gonna, do the math on four percent of uh, of uh, anything over twenty nine thousand, and it's a lot less money for you. Plus, you get dental and eye care and mental and full body health care, um, and it can be done. Um, this is this is done like Michelle said in many many different high income earning countries around the world, and there's no reason why the richest country in the world right now cannot afford to give health care to uh, their um, people. And it, I think it's an imperative. Uh, Martin Luther King believed in this. Uh, JFK believed in this. FDR believed in this. And if you want to talk about democratic socialism, those three individuals that led huge movements of people and helped bring many people uh, out of the fringes of our society um, were the ones that um, want did Medicare for everybody in this country. Um, and that's what Bernie wants. He wants a new deal. Um, he wants a new deal for the 99% of that. If you want to call that democratic socialism, call it democratic socialism. But you know what? It's a new deal for all of us. And Medicare for all is just one part of it. Um, I could put it into a perspective. So if you make $60,000 a year, you'll pay $1,240. Um, for healthcare a year, like I said, I pay four thousand. That would save me, you know, four thousand minus twelve forty. What? Uh, yeah, I know. Two thousand eight. <laughs> we have to get Yang in here to do the math. I'm sorry, <laughs> Yang. Yang, are you there? We need you to help you up with the math here. <laughs> and um, yeah, and and um, so yeah, I mean, you do the math, and and that's what it is. Um, you won't have any more deductibles, uh, any more premiums, any more copays, and actually, also a two hundred dollar cap on prescription drugs per year, which is pretty amazing. Um, I believe we can do it. Like Betty said, we are the richest country in the world. Um, democratic socialism, uh, what that means is of the people, by the people, and for the people. And we need to take it back to that because um, that's what we deserve. Okay, since we brought up socialism, let's talk socialism. I'm, uh, May I open that door? <laughs> <laughs> On MSNBC Live debate last Wednesday, Pete Buttigieg called Bernie a socialist. Bernie has been called a socialist, a socialist on numerous occasions. How is Bernie going to be able to convince the extreme right-wing voter to come to the left and that Bernie is a candidate for all Americans? Well, as I just said, um, democratic socialism is not socialism. It's democratic socialism. I like to think of more, uh, more of it as a social democracy, um, which is of the people, by the people, and for the people, which is um, what's in the Declaration of Independence. Uh, we need to go back to that. Um, we need to go back to the New Deal, which F uh, FDR proposed. And we need to realize that we are worthy 
of, of all these benefits as Americans. And, and that's really what being an American is about. Um, um, personally, I, I'm really afraid that we are turning into a more of an authoritarian country. And, um, and that's, that's really not what we deserve. You know, um, I have friends that, um, like I said, I work in the health care insurance field, and they're working second jobs right now, you know. And um, and when Trump says the job rate is low, well, people are working three jobs. I mean, how much do you want us to work for nothing? A lot of people can't pay their rent. You know, they can't even put food on their table for their kids. Um, back to the Medicare for All thing, we have 500,000 people filing for bankruptcy a year because they can't afford to pay their medical bi medical bills. I mean, we work hard in this country. It's becoming to be—we <laughs> work more harder than people in Japan, and they work hard. Mm. And, you know, it, it's just—we have to realize that we're worthy as people and um, and that we deserve these things. Yeah, I mean, that's really, I mean, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just listen to you? See, I told you she's my oracle, right? No, you guys are uh, like yin and yang. <laughs> no, but it's absolutely true. We deserve this. I wish people would stop, um, stop, uh, um, you know, saying that we don't deserve this as a 99%. Um, uh, like Bernie has said, and like we know, that we are willing to um, give corporate, um, we're willing to have corporate socialism, but when it comes to um, the individual, where where we we say we, we begrudge ourselves, our fellow neighbor, our our relatives, um, we begrudge them and we fault them, but we don't fault um, corporations when they fail. Um, we what we do is we basically we come together as a nation and we bail them out. That's socialism. That's actually socialism. That's actually not democratic socialism. That's basic. When when the government has to to bolster our um, our corporations and our economy like that, our corporations, that's socialism. When uh, you are able to give health care and affordable uh, housing um, to your citizens, that's a democratic uh, socialist um, country. And um, yeah, nobody talks about how. How many millions and trillions of dollars have to go into building a wall that is ineffective? Nobody cares about that, but they'll care about that the person next um, next door to them has to get mental health care, and they got to put a couple of dollars of uh, their own money into helping them get uh, health care. That's incredibly odd to me. Um, let's talk about um, Walmart. Walmart doesn't pay their um, employees uh, enough money, a living wage, so that we have to, as taxpayers in the middle class, pay for subsidizing um, their meals uh, with food stamps. Um, and uh, so much more uh, socialism goes on in this country for corporations and the billionaires and the trillionaires than it does for your average Joe um, to to actually get health care and the things they need to actually be successful in this global economy and in America. Yeah. Um, uh, success is measured by how much money you have instead of how much cap compassion that you have for your community and yeah. the society that you live in, which, which that's where su success should be measured. Yes, absolutely. Let's quick talk about here. I know we're going to be running short on time, so I want to get a couple more questions in. On BernieSanders.com, it describes another one of Bernie's main policies, the College for All Act. I wanted to get to this since we are sitting here in a community college, and it's where I can afford to go to school. How do you convince people who are listening that, yes, free education is good for this country? 
um, because we didn't always pay for it. <laughs> um, like um, my dad, I think he paid uh, anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars to graduate from art school, which is um, uh, now California Institute of the Arts, which is now thirty thousand dollars a semester. Um, in order to, uh, I, I think that freedom has to do with doing what you love, right? Um, and in order to do what you love, college has, has to be free, right? Because you get to do what you love and study what you love. I have people that are going to business school just to to try to get a job making as much money as they can. I have people telling me that they're going, they want to be a doctor, but they're they're not just going to be a primary care physician. They're going to be a specialist because they make more money and they have to pay their $500,000 loans from school. And, and, that, I mean, and, that's, and that is why we have um, a shortage of uh, um, general practitioners because they feel forced into um, uh, studying to be a specialist so that they can make more money to pay off their um, to pay off their student debt. And I'll add something a little bit to the student debt, and this is a little personal um, for me, is that um, sad to say that I'm, and I think that there are other people in the in this boat in America, um, I'm a, um, a middle-aged person who is still paying off their student debt because of the way things have been was structured with the debt that I have and the extreme interest rates, and I am still paying off my debt. I'm a middle-aged person, and I'm still paying off my debt. And that should say something to everybody. It's not just the kid getting out of college. It's not mm -hmm. just—it's it's everybody. And to those people saying, oh, well, you're going to give it to rich people, too, so what? We need an a educated electorate. An educated electorate. We need educated our people to be educated to compete globally, and so free education is where we need to be in this country. Ditto on that. I'm I'm still paying too. I'm actually have seventy thousand dollars in student debt right now. Yeah, I'm still paying, <laughs> still adding. Okay, I want to get to the last question here, which seems to be on everybody's mind. How how is Bernie going to beat Trump? Um. Bernie beats Trump already. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in all the polls, Bernie's already beating Trump. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Bernie, like, yeah. yeah. Poll-wise, if you look at the polls, he has a huge percentage over even other people that are running right now um, uh, to beat Trump. Number one. Uh, number two, he has a huge actual movement of people, um, people from the right and people from the left. And um, it was interesting, uh, I don't know if I explained this quite right, but I think I was watching one of those regular mainstream media shows, and they were very surprised when they were polling people that were moderate to conservative in Nevada, and they were polling, they were actually polling, and I, I wish, I hope I, I think it was MSNBC, they were, they were really surprised when people who were conservative or moderate, moderate to conservative, were polling in Nevada for Bernie at that particular moment in time. So this goes over the spectrum of people. He really talks to a lot of people. He's well-respected, uh, Bernie, amongst people on, you know, right, center, left. He is well-respected. He has integrity. He sticks to his word. He um, And people see that, and they know that, and they understand that. And he goes to state by state talking to people and finding the pulse of this nation since 2015 and before to understand what the people need, the 99 percent need. And that's why I believe that he will be— beat Trump. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, he will definitely beat Trump. Um, just yesterday, I was watching a rally. There's 13,000 people there in Texas. Uh, you can go back 30 years and watch video of Bernie, and he's always remained consistent. And um, on his platform, it's it's always been the same consistent thing. He deserves it. And um, yeah, I definitely believe that he will beat him. I think he's going to win. Just look at the polls. Just look at what those crowds um, go on to YouTube at BernieSanders.com. Look at all of the, the rallies and all of the commercials and everything that never gets aired on mainstream media because um, now they now they have to do it because he is the front runner. Before, they wanted to hold you back. They wanted to hold him back by not even talking about him, but now they're forced to talk about him, and they have been... This is like sweeping because people want Bernie to, to be our next president. I believe that Bernie Sanders Sanders will be our next president of the United States, and it actually will then become a true democracy. They, um, I saw an interview. They asked Trump um, and Bernie the same question, which was, um, in one word, define their president. If they were president, define themselves. Trump said victory. Bernie said compassion. I mean, come on, who are you going to vote for, you know? Bernie Sanders, <laughs> who are you going to vote for? Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I just want to thank you guys so much. You've made my first, to, like, a breeze. I was nervous. You guys have made it fantastic. You're like yin and yang. <laughs> can you come on the show anytime? Oh, thanks. Uh, where can we find your club? Um, www.feeltheburnsfv.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, at feeltheburnsfv. Um, yeah. Thank you. Just um, just to add, uh, Americans for Democratic Action, Southern California, and Healthcare for All California, San Fernando Valley, and Los Angeles are wonderful organizations to get involved with moving forward, because we're all going to have to be organizers under Bernie's uh, presidency, because that's how we're going to get it done. How's Bernie going to get the stuff that, he, um, that we all want done? He's going to do it through us, all of us. So get organizing. Thank you guys so much, and thank you for listening to Bells 2020 on kpcradio.com. Have a wonderful day.